everyone. I hope you're well. I hope your marriage is going great. In the last episode, I talked about, hey, virus, get your hands off my marriage, which was about having some tips for keeping your marriage strong during this time of quarantine and self-isolation. And one of the points I talked about was saying sorry. And I just wanted to go more deeper into that today because I don't want you to feel like you have to be a doormat when you say sorry. So this is all about that. So I'll cue up the theme song and then I'll get straight into it. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. So I've got three sections to provide a context. I've got A, B, and C, and then I've got four tips on how to say sorry like a boss. My first section is about the purpose of sorry, and I want to just talk about the why. The why. So why do we say sorry? It's because we want to enable forgiveness. And forgiveness is so important for growing intimacy in our relationship. When we say sorry and the other person forgives, it brings us closer. Every time we go through that, it's awesome. Sometimes I also use sorry to show respect for Josh. So there might not there might be something that he didn't even notice I did that I, I thought about later and thought, oh, that was probably not, you know, a, a good way to talk to him at this time when he's going through whatever it is. And so I'll say to him, hey, Josh, I'm sorry about that. You know, when I said that the other day, um, I should have been more respectful about how you're feeling at the moment. And he'll, he'll probably just say, oh, no, don't worry about it. But I know that when I'm saying those things that I'm showing respect for him. And of course, for a guy, when, um, when he hears respect, um, he feels loved. And so... That's another uh, an, another way that I use uh, that I a reason that I say sorry. Another reason that sorry is really important is as a forerunner of problem solving because if we have hurt between us and then, but we're trying to resolve an issue that we're, we're trying to work out in our relationship, it's really hard to be objective and to not just be emotional about it. And, and when we're emotional, it's really hard to just focus on the on the problem being solved and not on our feelings. So if we've, uh, we've established a, a forgiveness on something, then we can go down deeper into what the problem actually is. I just want to talk a little bit about what unforgiveness is. Um, and when we hold unforgiveness against someone else, we kind of subconsciously, it's like we're saying, you owe me. We've got um, this in imaginative points balance and suddenly they've heard us and so their points are lower than ours and, and, and so what that turns into is it can turn into a little bit of a master-slave kind of relationship for a while if someone's hurt by you they it's almost like they feel like they've got the right to treat you not very nicely because they're one up on you you know you owe them um, but what we need to realize about unforgiveness is it's like having a rain cloud over the person who's who's not forgiving. Um, I don't know if you've heard the phrase, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person will die. Um, but when you say sorry, you're opening that door of, of unforgiveness and it's always a possibility that they can slap you around and treat you like a doormat. That's why we've, we, we can feel quite vulnerable and we can be afraid to, to broach it. But what we need to remember is that if somebody is holding unforgiveness, 
physiologically they are also suffering it, it's 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 causing stress and tension in their muscles and in fact over time if people hold unforgiveness they can in fact make themselves sick so you know when we love our partner we don't want them to be going through that either and so when we're saying sorry we're giving them the opportunity to forgive and to let go of that unforgiveness which is not good for them um, but it does feel vulnerable for them too um, I mean saying sorry um, you're putting yourself out there to potentially be treated like a doormat if someone's not respecting you but it also puts them out there in a position if they're the person the person that's needing to forgive um, to be vul- to feel vulnerable too because what if they forgive you and then you do it to them again and again and again are you just giving them um, are you just giving them the opportunity to just keep treating you like that and so there's that vulnerability there too and they don't want to be treated like a doormat that's why this is this is hard to broach but 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 when we get when we get past this and each time we do this it grows our intimacy we come we become closer together and the second context that I'll talk about part B is that it's, it's up to us to make it as easy as possible if we're the one saying sorry for them to jump from the sorry to the that's okay it's kind of like if you're being asked to give a quote or a soundbite to a magazine, they won't necessarily just say, hey, can you just write me something up that I can publish? They'll write something for you and they'll say, do you agree with this? Or um, feel free to edit it and change it however you like. And so the reason they do that is because it makes it easier for you to then get back to them quickly, just a, maybe a couple of edits and then it's done. Um, and, and what we're doing here is we want to we want to make it easy for them to forgive us. So we're putting it out, putting out a kind of a framework for them that they don't have to do all the work and I'll talk about that um, in the in the tips section of this and then the third one um, is about I just want to talk about the sorry scale and so if you imagine a scale where at the light end of the scale we're kind of talking about hygiene kind of factors for why we might say sorry things like kind of we've been rude or insensitive um, we might have raised raised our voice at them or something like that and then if you go to the, the other end of the scale where it's really heavy, we're talking repair of major issues. We're, we're looking at adultery, crime, violence, abuse, abandonment of, of your partner and things like that. Um, we want to focus our, our sorry at the, other, at the lighter end because it's much easier to overcome that chasm and get, and, and get to a place of forgiveness than it is, as you can imagine, at the heavier end. And when you get to the heavier end, you get there by a bunch of of hurts and and um, and repeats over time and layers upon layers of hurt lead to those kinds of behaviour with each other. We don't want to get there. So if we get good at saying sorry earlier on, um, we don't have to get to that point of having to say sorry for something really really crazy. Um, so now I'll just talk about the four tips for how to say sorry like a boss. And the first thing is um, with that we need to concentrate only on the part that we played in the wrong. Um, we're not going to be apologising anything that they did by trying to turn it into our fault because that's that's going to be that's by inviting someone to treat you like a doormat. Okay, we're only apologising for what our part was, and often when we have um, situations like this where we've been where someone's feelings have been hurt, there have been two parts played it isn't just the one person um, sometimes not but sometimes that's the case so we don't want to be apologizing for something that's their um, that's their fault or, or that's on them and the second thing that we need to get that we need to get good at number two is we need to get a handle on what their point of view might be without asking them yet so this is about thinking why they might be upset but we haven't asked them yet because if we when we go into that conversation we're asking them why they feel upset we're probably going into more of a problem solving we're asking them to be objective and to be honest and we want to approach that hurt feeling first and this is why we're saying sorry we're having a guess at why they're feeling hurt 
um, you know, a doormat has no idea how the other person is probably feeling because they're probably just thinking about themselves and, and how stupid and how awful they've been. You know, like um, they're, they're berating themselves and, and spending so much time doing that, they're not actually thinking about the other person. So even if we're not doing that, if we're not trying to have a go at their point of view, that's that's an impression that we're giving. And so if instead of saying something like, I'm sorry if I offended you, we, got, we want to try and say something like, it must have been quite hurtful when I said X and I'm sorry. Okay, so we're, we're putting out their point of view and then they just have to correct it if it's wrong or they can just go, yeah, that did really hurt me and you can move on from there. If you just say, I'm sorry if I offended you, then they have to pull up the, yes, well, actually you did and this is the reason why and, you know, you did that and you did that. They're doing all the work. They're holding the whole conversation. They're bringing all the content into it and it's making it harder to get that level of forgiveness because not everybody's going to be willing to do that. If you get if you say sorry if I offended you, they might just go, yeah, talk to the hand. They might not even engage. If we if you go a bit further, try and see their point of view, you're engaging them in that, and you're getting closer to the possibility of getting to that point of of forgiveness. The third one is use your manners, and two parts to this. One is that if we are using you know um, kind words and we're being objective and we're being polite, then we know that we're not raising any more reasons to be upset with us um, we, we, it helps us to try and keep the emotion out of our apology and be polite and respectful to the other person so we're not creating any more hurtful reasons for them to be upset right and then the other reason is when we do things like we use eye contact when we use their name that's manners but it's also commanding attention and if you've got their eye contact if you've said their name you know there's nothing anybody likes hearing more than their own name then they'll listen and if they're, they're, if they're listening they're more likely to hear what you're saying um, and, and less likely to be thinking about how hurt they are and, and anything other than what you're saying so we want to get their attention and we also want to minimize um, the um, any any more emotional reasons for them to be feeling hurt by just keeping our politeness and keeping our manners. And lastly, number four, we can't push for forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is like love; it's totally voluntary, and you can't make someone love you. You can't make someone forgive you. And just like we don't want to be, we don't want to be forced to say sorry. We don't want to be forcing someone to give us forgiveness. Um, we don't. We don't always. We don't verbally pressure for forgiveness, but there are a number of ways we can non-verbally put the pressure on that gives off this vibe of, I'm so desperate for your forgiveness, I really need it, you have to forgive me, oh my God, if you don't forgive me, then it's the end of the world. And, you know, we, you'd be surprised at, um, if you think about this, sort of like from a outside perspective you see someone else giving an apology you can sense that sometimes that people are just I don't know what I'm going to do if you don't forgive me and that puts pressure on that other person makes them feel like they have to forgive and it obviously it, it usually will, will do the opposite and it'll make them push away and go oh I don't want to hear this right now because we don't like to be forced to give forgiveness again it's because it's it's that vulnerable place remember it, it's putting somebody puts themselves out on line and if um, and if they're being forced to do that they're going to be unwilling to be forced to do that so I hope that's helped. Uh, I hope that you're having an awesome day. I hope that your marriage is going really, really well. If you have any comments about this or any questions, please put them in the in the comments. I'd love to hear from you and I will respond. I want to make sure that what we're talking about on these podcasts is, is stuff that's useful for you and that you want to hear. I really appreciate you for listening. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again next time.